Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Han, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Truth, Justice, and Ian Han Way on AP Radio. Wow, I'm having a really fun start today. It's a little bit after 10, and I already was at already six minutes into my first recording of this, and I'm like, oh, the mute button's on my microphone. And it turns out that I was fine, but I'm like, I'm not just going to break it up into three segments. The first segment being like six, seven minutes, and then the rest is like another three. I don't want to break it up into three segments. That just sounds so stupid and unproductive. So anyway, welcome everybody to March 1st, my first March show. Hooray! We're just a little bit over a month old here at AP Radio when it comes to my show. And I did debut another episode on Sun, uh, Sun King Brewery with Lizard Liquors. If you want to check that out on Spotify, I'm not sorry, it's not Spotify, on iTunes and or Google Play. Now, today marks the closing of the worst Black History Month of 2019. Between the multiple accusations and overall cases of blackface in the Virginia House when it comes to the governor and everyone basically underneath him. We also had Liam Neeson talk about wanting to murder any old black man because of one black man that hurt his friend over 40 years ago. I really hope they got that out of his system. And I really kind of hope that he uh, just has that thing kind of swept under the rug because it was actually really awkward. Jesse Smollett, a minor, a major ish character in the show empire as he wanted to advance his fame, allegedly, we still don't have, comp- we don't, we still have, we have a lot of evidence, but there's no actual confirmation that he alleged, allegedly falsified and manufactured the hate crime attack on himself, which is pretty sad because if, and if it's true or not, the fact still remains that there are a lot of manpower that was wasted into this to solve actual crime and if anything, now people are going to accuse anybody else coming forward about any other hate crime that happens out there. Thank you, Jesse Smollett. You are basically the reason why people are not going to come forward with actual crimes now. Thank you. Give yourself a round of applause. I hope it was worth it. But also, the thing, the best way, the best way to close out the worst Black History Month, besides the amount of teachers who decided to be like, let's play slavery. Or let's play cotton slavery fields. Like, what the fuck? Go check out those articles. I don't really want to get into them. It's just white teachers being stupid and thinking they're being deep. When, if anything, people got fired for this shit the year prior. Why didn't you fucking pay attention? Don't do anything that's really kind of fucked up like that. That's It's not that hard. Whatever. But also close out the uh, great, the really terrible Black History Month. Green Book won Best Picture over Black Klansman, a movie that was actually pretty cool and a little bit more cemented in truth with Spike Lee's very well-directed style, who also won a uh, directing award, which is a really good job for him. Even though he's absolutely out of his mind, and I think Chirac is a fucking dumpster fire, other movies he's done is pretty good. In general, like he's a pretty interesting guy, but I think Chirac, he was really out of touch with that movie. Next to that, we also, but we also basically had Black Panther, an all-black cast, a superhero movie about the idea of isolation and to unite the borders. But no, let's just have a white guy drive around a black guy and become best buddies. 
when told from the white guy's perspective and then making it look like that, oh, it was because of me, everything went well. Great. Besides, he obviously claims that the uh, two are actually never really friends or never really that friendly with each other. The other stupid accusations about just certain attitudes and certain things that uh, the black character had exhibited, the family members weren't really that happy. And the fact that the entire movie was told through specifically the white man's perspective definitely just makes it for a pretty basic, like, oh, it's because of the black man I now know my place in life. It could have been a more interesting perspective if it was told through the black musician's perspective of having this white man drive him around during a more racist time in America's culture. I'm That's just me. It just kind of showcases just how sad um, historical events are basically watered down because some people are in control of certain people's images and overall likeness. So you have to kind of like get it past them because I believe like the white guy's son was one of the producers of this movie, something along those lines. And it was just showcases that, you know, it's like, that's what happens when you have family specifically get involved in that. It's like having the Al Capone biopic and it's like, Oh, well there's still a bunch of Al Capone's family members still alive. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are like, well, he was actually a really nice uncle. He just didn't like tax paying. That's it. And they didn't beat the shit out of anyone with a baseball bat or hire the killing of a lot of people. He was a good uncle. I still can't believe that that was a book. It's like, oh, my Uncle Al. Yeah, your Uncle Al is a psychopath and one of the most infamous mobsters in American history. Thank you for sharing the fact that he was also your uncle. Fucking hate that shit. It's like, oh, well, I think he was a nice guy. He was my uncle. Like, yeah, I like my uncle too. But if my uncle turned out to be a mobster, I'd be like, wow. Didn't see that going coming. You know, if he had that, mu- if they had that much money, I, I'm surprised they didn't float me any of that. That's just me though. But also the the idea of Green Book is just kind of shows that that's what happened. And the biggest example is the other movie that was going to be nominated for Best Picture was a Bohemian Rhapsody, the Freddie Mercury million air quotes uh, biopic. Uh, other million air end quotes air quotes end quote um this was basically just showcases that like the other members of queen had a lot of control in this movie and had a lot of control of the script which basically probably bogged it down people did say it was still good it just shows that who cares about like making him look good people are gonna love him regardless of what he did unless it was like pedophilia i'm pretty sure he didn't but I'm like, it turns into the fact that even though the director is totally accused of it, that's not the point. But, like, if he was just, like, if he did some weird stuff, like, oh, he had sex with a man, like, yeah. So does, like, a decent amount of the population nowadays. Originally, mostly in secret, but now it's basically a general thing. And, like, none of it's weird or odd anymore. Homosexuality is something that's just the occasional Bible humper gets mad at. But to the common population, it's fine. So I don't know why Queen, of all people, had to be like, Oh my god, he's so gay. We should not allow this on our TV screens all over the world. I just have a quick question to ask you. Um, Does anyone even know any other member of Queen? Like, I want to do a challenge. Think of a member and blurt it out by the time I'm done with the sentence. If you can't do it and you don't get a full name... Okay, ready? I gave you plenty of time to think about it, so now I think you're cheating. But here to go. Here we go. Think of a care. Think of a queen character. Think of a member of Queen besides Freddie Mercury at the end of the sentence. You're done. You, you, as soon as I said sent at the end of sentence, yeah, you're, that's the period. 
You couldn't think of one. You prove my point. Because by the end of this video, you can say, okay, well, for the Beatles, every member of the Beatles is important. Every one of the members of the Beatles had a really interesting solo career for the most part. George Harrison was personally my favorite. And I liked uh, Paul McCartney's thing with the uh, youth. Like John Lennon wasn't bad. And I think Ringo Starr, even though he's probably what people consider the worst member of the Beatles or the weakest member, he still had some pretty interesting uh, ideas and solo career. And I think he's still alive, so I think that counts for something. Since he's one of the uh, the one people that probably were like, oh man, it's Ringo of all people still alive. Fuck. I mean, I don't think everyone's like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody like it. But like, that's the Beatles. I think a lot more people can name off someone. Like, someone from, like, like the Who. I can name more people from the Who than I can name people from... From, uh... Queen. I completely forgot their name. It's Freddie Mercury and the backup musicians. That's the name of the band. Freddie Mercury was the only reason Queen was ever on the map in the first place. Can they just acknowledge that? The only reason that they're famous and their notes are known is because Freddie Mercury sang and your music just so happened to be helping exuberate his voice. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. I'm not a huge fan of Queen. Because I only know like three or four songs. So I'm tired of people when they know the same songs I do. And they say, I love Queen. Like, no, you don't. You just like those songs. Speaking of a band that I love to death. Um, Weezer. Oh, yeah, but wait, I had to close out Black History Month. And the best way to do that is to talk about the Black Album. Written by a bunch of white dudes from uh, across America. That's not a, That's not a good segue, is it? No, it's not at all. I'm looking at the invisible people in the room right now, and they're looking at me like, cut the feed, cut the feed. And I'm like, nope, the show must go on. It's not Black History Month anymore. I can do what I want. But yeah, I think uh, Green Book is just, it's just sad when it's something so watered down. It's just not the product that you want it to be. I want I want a movie that challenges me. I wanted a movie that, like, maybe they just aren't friends and they don't become friends. They just tolerate each other. I think what should be made into a movie, um, Gabriel Iglesias just came out with a Netflix special, and I think that the movie is about a movie that should be great, and I think we win a lot of great prizes, awards, is if Gabriel Iglesias and his tour bus driver, whose name escapes me at this point, but Gabriel Iglesias, if you don't know, he's a big, fat, fluffy uh, Latino uh, comedian who's really big right now, very well-known. And his shows are just amazing. He's a funny man, very talented. I just wish he sticks to comedy and doesn't try to throw himself out there all the time. I think it's just that he's kind of like the he's like the Latino Kevin Hart. Let the man do what he wants and keep him on the pedestal where he should be, but don't put him in everything. Because when I see Kevin Hart in everything, Kevin Hart gets less funny. So don't do that to Gabriel Iglesias. He's funny. He's a national treasure. Please. Keep Gabriel in comedy and don't do anything else. Put him on comedy shows. Gabriel, if you're listening, I know you got a hard start one time. Would really appreciate if you gave me a listen. I'm going to probably tweet at you later to whine. Anyway, <laughs> but the story between Gabriel Iglesias and his uh, tour guide, and his, I'm sorry, not his tour guide, Jesus, his bus driver, his tour bus driver. See, that's where, where I got the guide thing. 
that's a really fun story. I would love to have an entire two hour just montage of clips in a camera of him basically just being this don't take no shit from anybody white dude who has this Latino man he drives around. And the guy says, like, I don't care where you came from. I don't care about nothing. Just don't mess with me or my bus and we good. And that was the entire thing. But they also tell a lot of fun jokes in general. He's just an all around fun guy. And yeah, it's like it showcases that, you know, it's like he's a demo. He's not obviously Gabriel Rizzo isn't against isn't for Trump and his bus driver was. But yet it's like you can still see that they're they still respect each other as people. They still, you know, get he still gets paid to drive his man. This white guy still is being paid to drive this Latino man around and his friends and doing anything. It just shows that, like, that can be a good movie because it's like they're just more of like respected individuals. They don't become like best friends. They don't like bring their kids over for bridge or anything like they're just they just know each other. They're just friends. And that's and that's basically what I want from a good movie. And I think that I'd rather have that movie than what I got with Green Book. And it just it's just it's something that would be like a lot more fun. But obviously, I don't obviously know what I'm talking about, but I I just think that this was just a really unfortunate Black History Month. And I hope that 2020 is a lot better, hopefully, with with a certain someone out of office with I'm crossing every single fiber of my body. I really hope he doesn't come back. Jesus, I just think he's set our country back 50 years and he's only been in office for four of them. He hasn't even been in office for a full four of them. But enough about that. So speaking of the, the Black Album, <laughs> Weezer just came out with a new album. Their 13th. Yeah. Wow. Now, speaking of it, that's a band I really love. I started with Weezer's Red Album, which is probably, probably why I'm so screwed up. I went back to the blue and became definitely Team Blue over Team Pinkerton. I'm sorry to all the Pinkerton fans out there. I don't really like that album, like almost at all. It's all right. It's just not the Weezer that I like. And unfortunately, I was thinking about making a review of the Black Album on my show today. But Spotify, in all its loveliness, decided to cancel my subscription because I didn't have any money in my account, which is kind of shitty. I mean, like, I didn't have my payment, like, ready for about, like, two weeks. And I thought I can coast on it because I'm like, oh, maybe by, like, the fourth it'll be, like, bad. But no. If anything, it was just, like, the first, I guess, is kind of like, okay, you didn't pay between then and now. Your service is off, bitch. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, I was going to have a nice review planned for it. But they did come out with a new album in January, so I can review that. And the confirmation before I start with the old review, and I promise by next week I'll have a week late review of the Black Album. Even though it's probably going to be old news by then, who cares? But they have com- they have confirmed that they are doing two more albums in the works. One's going to be, uh, I guess, called Van Weezer is a name and development. And also one of the things they're going to be talking about is going to be going back to more of their roots, like the Blue Album. Which is going to be kind of interesting, and all I'm thinking is, oh my god, more Weezer albums. That's kind of where I'm going to be getting at with my reviews in general. But, when I can say 
is that the other album is going to be more 70s and just kind of that overall nice 70s feel. It'd be really cool if they teamed up with like Greta Van Fleet for that album, but we don't know for sure right now. Anyway, sorry guys, I, I kind of wanted to have things a little bit more orderly, but Spotify snuck up on me last second, so I'm kind of going to be listening to this playlist, dissecting the absolute crap out of it for next week. But um, so far, so good. I like the first two albums they promoted. Um, Can't Knock the Hustle is a really good one. Um, it was kind of a fun like way to do it, and I'm happy that it is the first uh, song on the album that kind of get people to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. And then like, Zombie Bastards is another one that I was like, it's all right. It's weird, but at the same time, I kind of respect that weirdness by Weezer by now. If you guys haven't heard Zombie Bastards, this is a perfect opportunity to do so. And the rest of it, so far, like, their next song is called High as a Kite. I started to listen to about, like, half a minute of it. So far, so good. It's just, I think that that's what most of the uh, album's going to be. Um, the other songs are called uh, Living in L.A., Piece of Cake, I'm Being Honest, Too Many Thoughts, Cut Off, The Prince Who Wants to Be Cut Off. So, in general, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun album. I can't wait, but I think we're going to be talking about an album that just came out. And it's called The Weezer, The Teal Album. This came out on January 24th, uh, my, uh, my, my friend Chris's birthday. And what the Teal album does is that it takes 10 songs from Weezer, from, from Weezer's, from, from some of Weezer's favorite songs, and they covered them. The first song is uh, Toto's Africa. And I think that's actually kind of interesting, honestly. It was like, I guess they were bullied by a, teen, by a tween on uh, social media and they eventually just did it and they got very popular for it. So I guess they were like, huh, let's just do other ones. So we also have Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These, Ugh. Take On Me, mm. Happy Together, Paranoid, Mr. Blue Sky, No Scrubs, surprisingly, Billy Jean and Stand By Me. Um, as you can tell by how I audibly wanted to throw up, but held it back with every single fiber of my being, I don't like, uh, Take On Me. I, I honestly thought that it would be a good song. I tried when Re Real Big Fish, I really tried when Real Big Fish tried to do it. I couldn't fucking do it. I, uh, thought that Weezer would be different, but they're not. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's, it's just a bad song. It's so sappy. And the fact that they actually don't really do a actual, like, Weezer flavor, how it's literally just Weezer singing it in the exact same way that the song was originally made, makes it suck. So, basically, let's get the uh, negatives out of the way of this album. Besides Take On Me, um, Stand By Me is alright. I don't like that song either. Actually, it was like, man, this is a boring-ass song. And then uh, Billie Jean unfortunately didn't uphold to my best uh, expectations. I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan, 
if they probably did something else, like maybe if they did like Thriller or Beat It or anything besides Billie Jean, I probably would have liked it a lot more. I just, I don't know. It just, they just sounded like they didn't care for some of them and others. They sounded like they cared a little too much. Like, um, I think the best songs on this album, surprisingly, are like right after each other. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Paranoid is one of my very few songs by Black Sabbath. I'm like, it's overplayed as hell. It's an old ass song, but I love it to death. Mr. Blue Sky is a really fun song. I love it. And it's really nice. It has kind of a nice little feel to it. And of course, No Scrubs is probably the reason a lot of people are like, I'll check this out because they're covering No Scrubs. And I'm not disappointed. I've never heard this song before, and I absolutely love it. And I think it's so funny because it's like, it has nothing... It's just like, that's the weirdness I wanted to see from Weezer, is that I want them to cover a song where a girl sings it. It's like, why why can't they just do a whole bunch of that? Like, that would have been fun. They're all just songs by, like, females, and then they're just covering them, and it's like... It's just that kind of fun stuff that, like, I love a lot of songs sung by women and like I would love to just sing them myself one day if I ever got a singing voice it's just really fun but the rest of the album and the rest of the album is just it's just fun it's karaoke with my favorite band with some of the songs that they like it would have been cool if they did like stuff from bands that they're more familiar with like if they did like a Green Day song or a Blink-182 song a genre they're closer to it would have been really fun Maybe if they do another cover album, maybe they'll go to stuff that's more around that. Who's to say? It would have been funny if they had a cover album and it was just their songs, just sung in different kind of, like, tones. Like, I just saw them do Buddy Holly with Jimmy Fallon in, like, a barbershop quartet kind of, like, way. And I think that would be, like, a really interesting idea. Do the same songs you did, but, like, do them in different genres. That's just me, though. Like, I'm obviously... Just giving some ideas out. So I'm going to tweet at Weezer and everything like that. But yeah, I feel so bad, again, that I didn't get a chance to review the uh, Black Album. But the Teal Album is pretty good. I want to kind of give that album a little bit more love because... (laughs) You know. Woo! But yeah, so I give that album a solid 8 out of 10. And next week, I will be reviewing the Black Album because I'm going to love it. I know for a fact I'm going to love the Black Album. Am I going to like it more than other albums? I don't know. This might be the album that like makes me like, this is my favorite album of all time. Oh my god. Or it could be like, okay, well, I like the two albums, the two songs they premiered. Maybe like the next three or four. Maybe like, I know for a fact... I'll like half the album. I'm going for half, and then we're going for the others. Because Weezer's that band, it's like, even if their songs aren't great, I still love them, and I still love that the White Album's good. I still think Pacific Daydream's amazing. Um, in general, I just love this band. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. They really help me out with a lot of stuff. I think, in general, they're really fun, and... Yeah, give them a chance. I know people are probably like, whatever. Give them a chance. They'll surprise you. Well, I think they do. So, 
So besides having everything backfired and having a really bad uh, Black History Month, what's been going on in my life, you're probably wondering. Why, thank you, viewers. Well, I lost another 5 pounds on my diet, making my total weight loss 15 pounds. I have basically been trying so hard to keep my pants up just from my waist uh, losing so fast that um, I used to go from not wearing a belt because my pants really didn't slide that much to now like, oh my god, like I can put out almost a whole other person in these pants. Like, not, not really, I'm just saying like they fit a lot better and I feel like that a lot of the stress that I would put on these jeans isn't going to happen. I still have three pairs of jeans. It's been over a year and I feel like I'm jinxing myself as these are words are leaving my mouth. But it feels so nice. Like, I was 379, almost 380 pounds when I started. 15 pounds later, I lost 15 freaking pounds in 17 days. That's amazing. In my, in my eyes, it's absolutely amazing. I'm hopeful to at least lose another... I'm hopeful for another, like... Five pounds between like today and Tuesday to see if I got at least 20 pounds down because like 359 is essentially like where I thought I originally started. But yeah, like I feel like I'm even less than 359, but then I'll just keep working at it. I'm going to take about a week or two off and then start the next uh, 21 days because I want to, you know, I want to feel better. I want to lose all this weight and I think it's going to just keep working. Um, I kind of did fall off the, uh, exercise portion, but I know I did kept keep up with my portions. I did have a bad day here and there, but it wasn't like I did it when like my mom was looking at me and then I went to go to McDonald's like five times in a fucking week. No, not like that at all. I feel like that. I just feel a lot happier and healthier. Sorry, the mic stands looking at me funny. I think I have it in a certain way that it's like it's going to slowly drift. Whatever. Uh, sorry. But, yeah, in general, it's been really fun. The, um... The potential job is still happening. I think it's going to push back a little bit. Um, in general, I've been overall pretty stressed, but I feel like I feel a little bit better. March is feeling like it's going to be the beginning of my year, even though like January and February have already passed. I feel like that this is going to be definitely the start of that 2019 is going to be my year. The year I move out, the year I get to finally spend a lot more time with my girlfriend. And maybe, hell, maybe this is the year I actually propose to her. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? For the fifth anniversary, I uh, just pop the question and we get married. That'd be nice. Don't expect anything, but it would be nice. I feel like um, better late than never. I mean, I'm going to be 24 soon, and I have been with her since I was 19. I think people can do simple math, but just in case you couldn't, I just really care about her, and I think that it's something that I should do. Obviously, I'm still young, but, you know, I I look around the world, and I think... Yeah, Andrea's really the reason I kind of just want to stick around. <laughs> She's awesome, and she kind of just makes me want to, like, endure the stupid world. And so I love you, sweetie, and I know I didn't really do that much uh, lovey-dovey stuff for Valentine's Day. 
So I kind of wanted to start being a little bit more lovey-dovey and just maybe uh, next week I'll just have a whole segment dedicated to why my girlfriend's awesome and just like promote her greatness throughout the entire world. That'd be nice. Let me know what you guys think on my Twitter account at IanHand11. That's I-A-N-H-A-N-D, the number 11. And don't forget to follow AP Radio at AP Radio 2 for their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. They also do recordings now, so it's in their name, AP Radio, and recordings. So if you guys want to do some recordings and you're a local band, please stop by and um, ask us. Give us an email at info.apradio.net. It's a really nice ad- email address. Just give us a give us a little shout out if you want to do something. Also, we're looking for people to keep on filling up the uh, slots for the show. The more people we have, the more people who want to listen. We're trying to get a whole big out thing out here because it's going to be your hobby until it ain't, which means it's going to be a job, and I can't wait for that. So just give us a give us a shout out on, on the social medias. Follow us. Tell your friends. If you like what I have to say, follow me on Twitter. Watch my show. It's every Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time. So that's 4 p.m. in California and 7 p.m. in New York to kind of help you guys out a little bit. So we'll be right back after these messages where I talk about a couple more things, more things that are uh, important to me, like the potential of the Mortal Kombat 11's roster being leaked again with a little bit more merit from another Realm Studios person, and just in general, what's going on in the world in the history of pop culture and superheroes? We'll find out this and much more as we are, as we come right back after these messages. This is Ian Hand on APRadio.net from True Justice and Ian Hand Way. We'll be right back, folks. Hang on tight. Welcome back. To Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway on APRadio.net. My name's Ian Hand. And, and if you're just joining me, which I appreciate any time when someone wants to listen in on me, I covered the travesty of Black History Month 2019, the terrible idea to have a watered-down white savior black movie win Best Picture at the Oscars, and I talked about the Teal album by Weezer instead of the Black album because Spotify is a jerk. So today, for the second half of the show, I'm going to be talking about Mortal Kombat 11. Yes, the game that has been serving so much back and forth between me, it's almost becoming infamous on the show for anyone who's watched it or people who just know me in my personal life. Holy crap, am I annoyed. Almost to the point that I'm actually wondering, like, do I even want this game? Or am I just, or do I just hate this game so much I want to buy it just to play it and hate it? I don't know anymore, folks. It started out by being an overall boring game, boring roster, even with my favorite subs, my favorite, one of my favorite video game characters. And fighting characters of all time, Sub Zero is in there. I love Sub Zero. Like, why do I not care that Sub Zero's here? It just shows that like the art direction looks good, the game looks slow, but the character roster is fun. The variations are interesting, but just in general, I just didn't understand 
what to do. I was like, oh my god, I'm so lost. And then, like, the character roster was unappealing. Like, no offense, I don't give two shits about Sonya Blade. I think Scarlet's okay, but, like, in general, it just shows that there are some people that I like, and there's just a lot I don't like at all. Devora got announced after Cabal, which don't get me wrong, Cabal is cool, but that's kind of the point. He's just, he's cool, but that's it. Oh, there he is. So, with the announcement of Jade last week, it was actually kind of turning up and up for me. I was really excited, and in general, I just felt happier. Jade is one of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters, and the fact that she's got some really cool variations, and she looks really good in both green and just in general, dead and or undead, I still like her regardless. She's my Mortal Kombat waifu, without a doubt. But then, of course, the character the character reveal that just knocked me out of the frickin' park is Johnny Cage, of all characters. A series-long veteran. And I thought, I'm like, oh, cool, Johnny Cage, that looks fun. And then, like, he looked, he came in swinging immediately. I'm happy that the same voice actor from the last game reprises his role. I love the voice they've given him. That scratchy, sarcastic one, it's hilarious. And then the trailer went on. I actually had to rewatch it, and I like I just couldn't understand what was going on. It was amazing. Johnny has like a mime trapped in a box counter that like can go into critical hits. Johnny can throw his sunglasses at you. He can take pictures to stun you. He's got really nice moves. His animations look amazing. And he's got one of the funnest... He's got so far the best Fatal Blow. Is it Fatal Blow? The, the weird... You know, like the, the new X-Ray moves? Yeah, I think they're called Fatal Blows. And so far, yeah, I think he has like the best fatality in the game. In Mortal Kombat history. And if you don't know what it is, I would love to show it. Just type in Johnny Cage character reveal. If you are a slight fan of Mortal Kombat, even if you're someone in your 30s and you're like, I can't handle that gore anymore, it's all right. It's a fun enough game that I'm like, I can show this to my children when they're old enough to play some really bloody Mortal Kombat games. Andrea's like super excited for it. I can't wait to play that with her. Um, I just really hope that they bring in more characters that we are both like looking forward to. So... Hopefully that works out well. But after Johnny Cage got announced and we went to, we watched the entire combat cast, and by the way, Mark and Chris, I'm sorry I made you sit through that entire hour-long thing. The article said another character reveal with Johnny Cage gameplay. They were going to do a two-for-one. I'm sorry that they lied to me, and then I had to lie to you down the chain. I hope you guys can forgive me. I am super sorry. Okay? I, th- I hope we're good. Next time I have to watch something for an hour, like stupid Dragon Ball Z-related crap, 
or super crap or whatever anime crap you are into, except One Piece, I still have standards, I will watch an hour's worth of content with you over something that I don't really want to watch with you. But I'll do it because I love you guys, except for One Piece. I, I, I have to draw the line somewhere. I have self-respect. But a unfortunate turn of events graced the internet today with the entire roster apparently revealed. I think. There have been a lot of these in the past and a lot of people in general. That have been saying, oh, well, of course the character roster has been revealed. I know it. But in general, it looks like that now is actually something that might be happening because this is from another Realm Studios picture from another Realm Studios with more characters in the works. Some of the uh, red flags right there come from the fact that Johnny Cage isn't on the character select screen, even though he was just revealed. Which would be kind of weird, but maybe they were just kind of saving his character portrait for the reveal. But the rest of these character portraits look like unseen character portraits of the Mortal Kombat 11 uh, uh, style. So let me talk about the characters that we do know that were confirmed. So there's Scorpion in the center, next to, of course, Sub-Zero. Scarlet, who we also saw in the original gameplay trailer. Raiden, another character we saw. Baraka, who was also revealed. And Sonya Blade. Okay, so so far that's the original like group that we saw of people, all, as well as the new uh, Sand guy whose name still escapes me even though his name's in red in a pretty blurry picture. So I'm sorry if I don't remember his name. He's the big black dude with sand powers and time powers. He's like Tremor with the world. Um, and then we also saw uh, Kano be released... And this looks exactly like the Kano uh, portrait we saw from the Brazil uh, reveal. We also saw Devora. I see Cabal in his Revenant-looking outfit. I see Jade in another Revenant-looking outfit. And uh, the only character that I don't also see is just Johnny. So, so far, everyone else is here in that same kind of style of the roster. It doesn't look like... These don't look like as much proxies as I thought they were going to. So other characters that are making appearances on this roster, and for those who don't want to listen into, uh, spoiler warning, I'm only going to go over these as quickly as possible. Um, Jackie Briggs is coming back. Some Catron, I looks I think it looks like a new character. Uh, Frost, um, Jax in like a silhouette form similar to Johnny Cage. Uh, Cassie Cage. Kung Lao, uh, Cole Khan, the replacement of Shao Kahn, uh, Aaron Black, Liu Kang, who looks like he's now like the king of the nether realm, some blue hooded dude who I looks like another new character, um, Noob Saibot, one of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters next to Sub-Zero and Kano and Johnny Cage and Jax. Uh, Katana and Shah. S-H-A. So you know what that means, folks. Shaggy's confirmed in Mortal Kombat 11. 
No, it's been probably debunked as Shang Tsung, a character that they've also been kind of hinting at, along with Katana. But there's also rumors that Molina might be also on this roster, so Andre would actually have a reason to play it. So yeah, that's kind of the roster right there. The character uh, portrait arts do hold uh, some credibility, but I don't want to completely say yes, this is totally confirmed, or no, this is not confirmed at all. But they will be showing off uh, Kano for the next combat cast. I already did mention that. So I'm excited as far as I can be because I do like Kano and I hope that they really kind of combine him in a different sort of way. I'm actually excited for that. But in terms of leakers, I really hate it because there's always that one leaker for NetherRealm games. There's always like... The thing about NetherRealm games is that there's always like... There's a decent amount of characters and leaks out there as soon as the game comes out. And there's always one that is right. I see this a lot with NetherRealm games, and I remember all the way back, like, when Injustice 2 was on the rise of coming out. And by the time it did, by the time it was, like, more characters were showing up, they had an entire roster pick that included characters like Scarecrow, Captain Cold... Green Arrow, like, characters that were kind of, like, really cool and some returning ones. And, like, Dr. Fate and others and stuff. It was just, like, it was getting to the point of which it was, like, oh, my God. That's ridiculous. And then, like, every time I, um, I actually bookmarked this leak list that this person had. And every time a character got announced, unless it was somebody, like, I'm, like, is that person on there? But then I actually checked it off. And this roster became 100% correct. Then when Injustice 2 came out, the entire roster, base roster, was revealed and leaked. And of course, the other nine, I believe the other, I don't know about the nine uh, DLC characters being leaked or not. That's a question that I don't have. I don't want to ask because it's it's an older game now. And who cares if they were leaked because they're out now. It's Red Hood, Sub-Zero, Starfire, Hellboy, Black Manta... Raiden for some stupid reason. Uh, Adam, Enchantress, and all four of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's no surprise there. So when it comes to this lot roster leak, I'm inclined to so far say I unfortunately believe it. The character roster pictures look really convincing. There's not that much art clashing and um, as cool as that is, it's kind of a shame. And I think the only reason that there's a really good thing for people to say, yeah, it's not real, is the fact that Johnny Cage's portrait art isn't up there. But I think it is in the same spot when he was in a combat cast. So I guess maybe this was a picture that, I don't know. It, it just kind of seems like it's good, but I don't know why Johnny Cage, of all people, didn't have his face on here, while other characters we haven't even seen have their character portrait art. Maybe Johnny Cage is one of the newer characters they were working on and they didn't have the character portrait ready for him. But I'm not trying to give this leak any credibility more than it already probably is gaining and already people thinking about it. But honestly, the, the, the roster looks good so far, if that is the truth. But even if it's not, I'm actually pretty excited for it. I do think characters like Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Katana were just a matter of time because of the fact that... They were in the story trailer. They have been referenced a lot. 
Um, also, Cassie Cage is one of those other characters. And we have seen Kano. We saw Kano before he was announced. But at the same time, he was also just announced kind of like under the rug as well as Devorah, who was also kind of just talked about. We also have uh, characters like that are returning that make a lot of sense, like Kolo Khan and Aaron Black, who are pretty much big hits along with Devorah in Mortal Kombat X. Uh, Jackie Briggs, another character that I think enough people liked. And it's good to see Jack coming back. Jack's as well coming back. Another one of my favorite characters. Um, beyond that, a lot of the character artwork looks very similar to what we have been seeing so far. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually the Silver Bullet roster that I just talked about. Which is a shame, but at the same time, like, I'm happy I got Noob. Um, I'm happy I might get Shang Tsung back. Katana's cool, but I hope Melina's there as well. I like Jax. I like Johnny. And uh, the rest of this overall cast is uh, this is a pretty solid roster. Yeah, I'm on, it's unfortunate that Takeda's not coming back, and uh, we don't see Kenshi either, but we do also have... Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. We apparently have nine other character spots that aren't filled and i think the base roster is going to be 25 let me see if this actually is 25 so that's 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 okay so yeah it's a lot more than 25 slots um altogether these slots equal 34 I believe that one of these slots is for Shao Kahn as the pre-order bonus. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the top or the bottom ones. It looks like maybe the outer characters because they're all corners. Like for the first row of the the first row of four, the top two corners are the top two box. The first and the last box are gone. The corners. The same thing kind of goes for the second row of six the last row of six and the last row of four. And then out of the two, there's another character there. And I'm pretty sure that all the corner characters are the DLC. But in terms of the presumably, let's see this cast with this, the characters I see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, of all the pictures slash the names on silhouettes of characters, that is 25. So with Jackie, this new blue chick, Kano, the sand dude, Frost, Jax, Johnny Cage, Devorah, Baraka, Cassie Cage, Kung Lao, Kotal Khan, Aaron Black, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, other new weird blue character, Cabal, Jade, Scarlet, Noob Saibot, Sonya Blade, Katana, and Shang Tsung. That is 25 characters plus 26 with Shao Kahn as the pre-order bonus. So that leaves us with... Did I say 34 characters? With 8 characters as DLC. So... Unfortunately, it looks like rep- if this if this leak is true, 
which it, so far I think I want to say yes, just because Noob Saibot's on this list and the character portraits look very convincing. And I can tell you again that at least four of these characters that we haven't seen have shown up in the story trailer and in cutscenes. So that's Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Cassie Cage, and Katana. Those characters we do know for a fact that I'd be more surprised they weren't playable, but I know for a fact they are. So this roster looks pretty believable, and I'm officially bookmarking it. So we can come back to it later on in the uh, program to see if this is a correct roster. Um, For those who are listening on iTunes, this is March 1st show. So on March 1st, between now... And April 23rd, we'll be seeing if there's going to be characters coming out left and right. So we do have... So they will be talking about Kano next week, so I'll be surprised that they don't talk about Devorah, since she's another character who they've shown off, but they haven't talked about. So if it's a Kano and Devorah show, that's two other characters that we don't know about. So we still have to talk about Cassie and Jackie, these two other new characters, the return of Outworlders, uh, Cole Khan and Aaron Black. The discussion of Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Katana. Characters that, you know, are in the story mode, but I don't know. We didn't know if they were playable or not yet, but we probably think they are. So after those nine characters, <clears throat> we have Frost, a character that should be revealed. Jax, a character that should be revealed. Noob. And Shang Tsung as well as that. So we'll be keeping things, we'll be keeping an eye on things here and I'll be keeping notes on everything, but of course I'll be keeping this little picture as reference, unless someone from another uh, realm studios just wants to completely come out and say, no, this is totally not the right roster, but from the courtesy of it, apparently being from another realm studios, someone who was in there and took a picture of it. Um, I don't understand why. I mean, I understand the surprises, and it's cool that Noob is back. I'm happy that Frost is going to be a character, that Jax is coming back, and all these other characters. It just seems kind of rude. And it's almost inevitable these days when it comes to fighting game characters and fighting game uh, in general. They've been hit the, they get hit probably the heaviest when it comes to leaks. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm trying my best to just make a, the best out of a bad situation. And I think that I'll be actually liking this game roster a lot more if this is true. And uh, we can talk about our speculation for eight DLC characters when the game gets closer, unless they want to start reviewing DLC characters now. I still want Spawn in, and since it looks like Reptile and or Ermac won't be coming in, I want to see Reptile, Ermac, for my friend Mark. Um, I want to see Rain. I think that's it. <laughs> I want to see Rain. Um, okay. Um, I want to see Rain. Maybe Takeda. Um, maybe Smoke. Not Cyber Smoke, but Smoke Smoke. Striker, specifically because John Cena's got to be playing Striker. And for the last character, hmm. I don't want to see Terminator. And I'm happy that that one was kind of debunked to not be true. I don't give a shit about Terminator. I'd rather have Melina than Terminator because Andrea loves Melina. And I love Andrea, so I have to I am compelled to do what she says because I love her. 
<laughs> so, with that all being said, we also did have a new trailer for Samurai Showdown. Which is all fun. Um, also, for the first time in almost... God, how many years has it been? It's been almost two decades, right? For the first time in a very long time in EVO 2019, Super Smash Bros. Melee will not be in EVO's, in EVO's lineup. Not center stage, almost nothing. Smash Brothers, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate... Instead, we'll be taking the stage. Which I think is absolutely amazing, if you ask me. I mean, I think Melee has had its time in the sun. I'm kind of just annoyed by people won't shut the hell up about it. And I'm happy that Mr. Wizard, of all people, said, You know what? No Melee this year. But I'm surprised they put in Samurai Showdown, a game that's coming out in early summer, so like people only have maybe a couple months to play around with it. And in other weird fighting game news, Filipino Champ continues to hint heavily at a Marvel vs. Capcom 4. For those who don't really know about Marvel vs. Capcom fighting games, it's a three-on-three fighting game with Marvel superheroes and villains from basically all walks of life, and various Capcom characters from various video games of their library. These are probably one of the funnest games out there, with two still being my personal favorites. And the fourth entry in the series, Infinite, was really, really bad on terms of production and everything else like that. But, you know... Apparently, Filipino Champ, a big Marvel vs. Capcom fan has been tweeting out things about Marvel vs. Capcom 4. This is weird. Um, hmm. <laughs> Basically, these tweets. Basically, these tweets are just showcasing, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, there might be Marvel vs. Capcom 4 with X Men characters announced. So, only time will tell. Maybe in Evo, when Street Fighter 5 Season 4 decides to start showing up to get us something excited to give a shit about that game, because we still have apparently. Besides this year, we supposedly have another whole year of uh, service for Street Fighter V, so I would kind of like to get things going. That's just me, though. Kind of wanting something to happen <laughs> as I sit here on my little uh, throne. Beyond that, it's been a pretty much a pretty, uh, slow and week, pretty slow week. So... I'm excited for Mortal Kombat 11. Samurai uh, Spirits, I think this new one is called. Looks really fun. I don't know if I want to get this game. I have way too many fighting games on my PlayStation to think about any more fighting games, even though if there's a potential that another Capcom fighting game could happen this year, 
I mean, I remember Ono hinting at the idea of rival schools or dark stalkers, and I'm like, don't do me like that, dude. Like, I'm not in the mood to financially throw away my money at Capcom titles when I'm too busy throwing my money at DC Comic volume collections. So, yeah, it's getting kind of rough. Getting kind of rough. So, I hope everything goes out well with that. The idea about a different bunch of movie news with superhero stuff, but I don't care. As I mentioned in the past, I'm kind of tired of superhero movies. Spider-Verse is something that is really cool that it's coming in back in theaters. Maybe this weekend I might watch it with my friends because I haven't seen it yet. It depends. It looks really beautiful and I can't wait to see the animation. Again, Spider-Man Noir with Nick, as Nicolas Cage is a really fun casting choice and I really wanted to see where they go with that. I love Spider-Man Noir. I love the entire Marvel Noir universe and the art style just looks amazing. So... I hope that we get things going. So for next week, to kind of tease the idea, we'll be talking about Kano and it potentially Deborah or another Mortal Kombat 11 character who will be getting talked about on the combat cast. I might watch that alone to see if I like Kano. And I won't force my friends to watch it this time. Pinky Swear from uh, Miles Away and Times Apart. And in general, I just think that we all have a really fun... Um, fun time in general i'm excited to see if mortal kombat comes out when mortal kombat comes out on uh april 23rd i hope samurai showdown comes out in june to give uh mortal kombat enough time to cool off because that iron is going to be hot and basically absorb anything that isn't nearly as popular as mortal kombat so maybe if the game is out and it looks fun and it's not way too expensive right now because i really don't want to pay a 60 dollars game for a game that I think looks cool, but nothing past that. But beyond that, I'm actually pretty excited for the uh, fighting game genre. Um, I guess Jump Force had DLC leaked. I don't know. I didn't talk about it. I don't think I talked about it last episode. Because I don't care about Jump Force. And I'm really sad that I don't care about Jump Force. So if you guys want to keep hearing more interesting updates, uh, let me know. Give me some feedback on my Twitter. Again, at IanHand. 11. Um, I'm actually going to be writing out a quick little uh, description for my show and leaving it on the boss man's desk here at the station to kind of get things rolling so you guys can start seeing me on iTunes and Google Play. I'll tweet that out on my on my platform as well as other things. But of course I'll mention it if I actually do it, but I'm probably I have a pen and pa- I have a pen and paper in my hand right now. So hopefully I get that done pretty soon. So if you do see me on Google Play and iTunes, if you miss an episode, I believe we are on episode 6. So hopefully when we get to episode 10, we'll be coming out on a more regular basis. And I'll mention that it's already up or it'll be up soon. Whichever the case may be. And with that being said, guys, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Hopefully things go a little bit more my way. I'll keep you up on my weight loss tracking. And you guys have a good one. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your weekend. And party on, boys and girls. This has been Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand. You've been listening to APRadio.net. Give us a like and a follow. And always tell your friends. You guys have a safe and happy weekend. Enjoy March. 
before, you know, it starts to snow again because the Midwest is so schizophrenic. But beyond that, enjoy yourself, take care, and I'll see you guys next Friday. Be safe, and please, don't do blackface.